You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight Ezekiel Elliott's top stories around the league with Greg Rosenthal from NFL Network. Be sure to check out the Around the League podcast on NFL.com as well. Greg, as always, we appreciate the time. Let's start in Ohio. What do you make of what's going on in Cleveland? It looked like Brock Osweiler might have a chance to jumpstart his career, but now it appears Deshaun Kaiser has the inside track on winning that starting job. I think you now look back at how they've handled the quarterback situation and you look at the fact that Kaiser played double the amount of snaps than Osweiler did in the second preseason week. And I believe they were really gearing Kaiser up for this moment throughout. And if Osweiler had shown them that he was a competent enough veteran quarterback that could you know, start the season off against Baltimore and Pittsburgh and handle his business well, then he, he would have gotten the job. But he didn't. And they realized kind of what other teams have realized with Brock Osweiler. And if they're going to be struggling anyways, why not let the rookie get more snaps? And watching Kaiser, he looks the part. Let's just say that. I mean, he's capable of running the football in the last game against the Giants. He had five rushes for 35 yards, which is an average of seven yards per rush and a touchdown. I'm not a, a statistical guru, but at the same time, understanding that position when it comes to being able to get yards with your feet, that's the way the game is being played today. Is that one of the main reasons why he's having an opportunity to have an edge over Brock Osweiler to be the starter for this football team? I think you're absolutely right, Cordell, because in the red zone, whether at Notre Dame or so far in the preseason or what we're hearing in practices, Kaiser's been a big factor with his legs. He brings that to the table. He brings more things you can get excited about and work off to the table. If you watch that tape from the first preseason performance, uh, a couple of his throws down the field where he looks off the safety, where he moves up in the pocket and he delivers a pass deep downfield. That is rare stuff. And I think when you see that type of talent and you don't really have a veteran on the roster, I believe Hugh Jackson would love to play a veteran for now, but he doesn't have that veteran that can kind of hold the ship. Why not develop Kaiser? Because he's shown he's got some skills that, that, frankly, Brock Osweiler or Cody Kessler just don't have. Greg, according to reports, the Browns would be willing to eat anywhere from 8 to $10 million of the $16 million that Brock Osweiler's guaranteed this year. Do you think there'd be any semblance of a trade market for Osweiler if he's only going to cost a new team $6 million? I don't. I think that's too much. If, if the Browns lowered that number, which wouldn't surprise me, let's say to $4 million, and a team like the Colts, or the Jaguars wanted to add him to the mix of their quarterbacks where they're just trying to figure out something right now, maybe they could get a a sixth or a conditional seventh-round pick. But I tend to think it's an uphill battle. And if I had to guess, I think Brock Osweiler is going to still be on the Browns come week one as a backup. When you look at players like the the Brian Calhouns uh, to even the Deshaun Kaisers and and seeing the effort that's being put in by these young players – uh, is that the energy you think Hugh Jackson is really looking from looking for from these guys, which is a bunch of guys that's really putting forth the effort? Uh, because in a few games last year, they were really close to having an opportunity to have more than one win. Uh, do you think they actually somewhat turn the curve to be a little bit more competitive on a consistent basis and maybe get some wins out of this, uh, considering how they've approached grabbing these players through free agency as well as through the draft? Absolutely. They could have won four or five games last year. I expect them to win four or five games this year. If they had a a league average quarterback, this could be a dangerous team. I think Greg Williams 
for all his faults, gets his defenses to play hard, especially right when he arrives to the team. He tends to have his best seasons. So I think they'll get a lot better on defense. They've got some fun pieces on offense. And I think Hugh looked at this team and thought, burning snaps on Brock Osweiler is going nowhere because Brock Osweiler is not part of our team long term. Deshaun Kaiser has a chance, a real good chance, to be a big factor for this team long term. So let's start building for the future. Let's start getting that chemistry with Corey Coleman and Seth DeValve and Njoku and all these young guys that they have on offense and, and see what we can do. Chatting with Greg Rosenthal of NFL Network. Be sure to check out the Around the League podcast, highly entertaining on NFL.com. Greg, let's look ahead to tomorrow's games. We know that week three is all important when it comes to the preseason. Dolphins matching up with the Eagles. How smoothly do you think this transition has gone for Jay Cutler coming out of his brief retirement, considering he played well for Adam Gase in Chicago a couple years ago? More smoothly than I even would have expected, and I I almost feel guilty. I'm way more excited about this Dolphins team with Jay Cutler than I was with Ryan Tannehill. The, the fact that he was looking good in scrimmages against the Eagles this week in practice, and he was on the field in the preseason nine days after he signed, it really shows the comfort level that he has in Adam Gase's offense, that it was really just like picking up where he left off. And I think he gives the Dolphins a little more juice a little more upside, maybe drives you a little more crazy too. But as a an unbiased fan who's just going to be watching this team, I think they're going to be more fun to watch. When you look at the Houston Texans, uh, Bill O'Brien mentioned that Tom Savage is starting. I think we all know this, uh, but the conversation stemmed more from, you know, sounding like both these guys are good quarterbacks, but you have a Tom Savage who's been around for a few years. Uh, he understands where the line guys up, and it's almost like he was trying to. I guess, convince everyone this was why he was taught in Sam Savage as opposed to going with the player that I think everyone is really buying into, which is the most mobile, athletic, and, and even a strong arm in a Deshaun Kaiser. Do you think this is just for now and just to give maybe Tom Savage a chance because let's just say he air quotes deserve the opportunity? <laughs> I think that's part of it. I think they really like Tom Savage. This is a guy that they've developed for three straight seasons. It was Bill O'Brien's first uh, draft and first draft pick at quarterback. And what Savage did this month was what Brock Osweiler did not do in Cleveland, which was by all accounts, he took this competition as a chance to get better, that he had a good camp, that Watson had a good camp, that Savage has played pretty well in the preseason, certainly outplayed Deshaun Watson in the second week of the preseason. And so I think like you said, maybe they believe Savage deserves it. I also believe they want to just see what Savage looks like with this team because they know Watson's going to play. Whether it's week four or week eight or in a crazy scenario, 2018, just because Savage is playing so well, they know Watson's playing. I mean, they gave up the picks. He's their guy for the future. But I think they believe Savage as a veteran went out and had a strong camp and earned that spot, at least for week one. We've seen with Bill O'Brien, it might not last too long. I mean, he benched Brian Hoyer, I believe, in the third or fourth quarter of the first game of the season a couple of years ago. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber chatting with Greg Rosenthal of NFL Network. Greg, you spent a lot of time in Southern California, so you hear the Rams chatter. No question, Aaron Donald's the best player on that team. He deserves more money. Is he going to be able to get Vaughn Miller-type dough to end this holdout? I believe he will. I believe if he's not the highest paid defensive player in league history, he'll be close and they'll be claiming it. Their agents will in terms of guaranteed money. I get the sense that the Rams 
have a, a level of confidence that this is, will get done eventually. And and I just think when two sides really want to get a deal done, it's complicated because Donald has a couple years left on his contract. It's not his contract year right now. Uh, that's why it's taken so long. But, you know, you, you know, it. I mean, Cordell knows it. These contract negotiate they always end. The contract always gets signed. He's not going to hold out deep into the season. I would expect it to happen in the next week or two. How difficult it is, how, excuse me, how difficult is it in Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to give him the deal that he truly wants? Well, it's interesting that he announced he's coming back on September 1st. So he he put a date on it. He's going to have about one padded practice, three or four total practices before week one. We'll see uh, if he's really himself early in the season, but he'll get up to speed, I'm sure. In September, it's a complicated contract because he's had injuries. He's had the suspension issue. He's already making a lot more money than any other running back in the league is going to make this year. By all accounts, they offered him a big time deal. And I think that deal will still be on the table. He just has to worry about injury. As long as he looks like Le'Veon Bell this year, I think they get a contract done. And it could be one where you see it happen during the season because I don't think they want this to drag out into another year. Greg, great information as always. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes again today on the NFL on TuneIn. All right. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.